You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 60. So I got a really cool email this week that popped into my inbox from Steph Fazin. She replied to one of my emails that I send out. I'm always sending out juicy little emails of tips and tricks and everything else on the mailing list. And she replied and told me how much the podcast has helped her and all my free contents really helped her. And she told me how she's booked so much work in a really short amount of time. In fact, I think she said she booked 40 weddings in the last two months during COVID. So of course, that sparked my interest and I wanted to hear more. I also wanted to bring this podcast to you because I know there's so many people out there right now that are just starting out or they're feeling uncertain around the conditions from COVID-19 and things like that. So we do need to fill our minds with some more positivity. And there is so many good messages in this podcast. So I know you're going to love the value that's right here, right now. Guys, I just want to say again, the six-figure business map is open for enrollment right now as well. And if you are interested, you should shoot over to jialong.co and you'll see a link right there. But also, you can ask me questions. So jump over to my Instagram, jialong.co, if you want to hear more. And I'll send you a link. I'll answer any questions that you got. I'm always there, ready to help. If you're unsure if it's the right fit for you or whatever it is, just jump on and say hello. So there's a lot to get through. So let's jump straight into the interview. Hey, so I've got Steph here. Steph, contacted me this week from my mailing list and she reached out she told me a bit of a story of how she's you know just going out on a whim and she's starting a new business she's starting in wedding photography and videography and she's in Brisbane and I got really intrigued by a story and I love hearing how people make their break and how they're going through the process right now especially during COVID-19 and when a lot of people feel like there's so much uncertainty and it's not the perfect time to start a business and you know everything else that comes along with it it's so good to see someone that is very ambitious and they're going after their dreams right now, like no matter what. So how are you, Steph? Hey, Jai. I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for getting onto the show so quickly. No worries. As soon as you replied, I was like, let's make it happen. <laughs> awesome. You know, just just going on that, I remember when I first started my wedding photography business, I reached out to so many people and I was that person that was like writing emails to people that you know that helped me through whatever it was and a lot of the times people wouldn't write back but I'd always really appreciate it when people did and I'd always really appreciate it when someone helps me and I do think about when people do reach out to me now I make sure I consciously give people as much of a chance that I can or help them however I can because I'm passing it forward like all the help that I've had from previous mentors or from you know, pre- previous experiences, like people let me shoot their wedding for free to sleep on the couch and doing things like that. So yeah, it's good to have you here. Can you tell me a little bit 
about your story right now, um, what you told me over email and how you're making your break. Absolutely. So um, I was originally doing a degree at university for secondary teaching. So I was always going to be a teacher and I had worked in a school for a number of years and I really loved it. And I loved university as well. I really loved learning and it was always a positive experience. And I got married while I was at uni and then we got pregnant and had a baby. And so I went on maternity leave and while I was on maternity leave, I was sort of just sitting there like thinking about going back to study and thinking about going back to work. And I think when you have big life changes, like having a baby, for example, you really start to sort of reevaluate how you want to start living your life. And so I was, I was sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I want to be in this job for my whole career. I've always been a very, very creative person. And I just thought I wouldn't be able to express my creativity enough and it would sort of get squashed. And I knew that that wasn't something that I could sustain. I definitely needed a bit of um, a release, I suppose. And so I actually decided to change my degree slightly. I decided to change it to primary school teaching because I thought, you know, primary school, there's a bit more creativity. You know, you teach all the subjects. Um, the kids are a lot of fun. So it could be have a, have a good laugh. I was um, studying drama in um, high school. So I definitely wanted to sort of be very energetic and things. So I thought, you know, the younger kids would be better for that. Um, so I started doing a bridging course for that. And while I was doing a bridging course to get into the primary, um, my husband bought me a camera for the first time. And this was just another sort of um, artistic hobby, I suppose, another avenue to go down and try something new. I'd always, you know, played music and done painting. I got into sewing just before I got the camera, you know, always up for trying something new. So I got the camera and I was taking photos and I really enjoyed it. And I had a lot of people in my life telling me like, Steph, I think you've really got something going here. You know, these photos are awesome. Um, you could really turn this into something if you wanted. And it definitely took some convincing, but eventually I was like, okay, well, let's just do it. You know, like I'm, I'm studying and I'm at home with Bob most of the time. So I can certainly do this on the side. So I started taking some photos of family and friends for free to build up a portfolio. And that went really well. I started getting the photos out there, you know, on socials and my website and people were really interested and they, uh, the paid sessions happened pretty quickly. Like people definitely wanted sessions of their own. So I was doing that and that was going really well. And then I had joined up with a Facebook group of other photographers in Brisbane and a lady in there had posted that she was a wedding photographer and she was doing a wedding that weekend. And I think it was actually like three or four days before it was like a Wednesday or something. And the wedding was on the Saturday. And she said, listen, I'm uh, photographing this wedding and the videographer has just pulled out last minute. They were only doing it for free because they're just starting out. But um, you know, I'm so upset. I'm going to have to tell the bride and groom now. And I'm just devastated for them. And she wasn't actually like looking for someone in that group because we were all photographers. We weren't, you know, filmmakers. And I just saw that opportunity because I, like you said, like reaching out to uh, photographers when you first started, it was very difficult because I decided to start this all in the middle of COVID and I guess for me, wedding photography was always like the end goal. Like 
you know, I'd set myself up for a while and people would get interested and make some money. And then eventually I'd move into wedding photography. So I, I had reached out to a bunch of people. I was trying to um, get some experience at weddings and sort of come along and just see what it, what it's like behind the scenes. So when this post came out um, saying that the videographer had cancelled, I pretty much just leapt on it straight away. You know, I had commented within like five seconds of it being posted and I said, don't worry, me and my husband will do it. <laughs> and so I called my husband and I was like, yeah, we're doing a wedding in four days, you know, and he was very supportive. We were super excited. So we did that wedding and we made a film and took a couple of photos, but we mostly just did the film and we posted that onto the website, onto Facebook, Instagram, all the rest. And it pretty much blew up literally overnight. Within 24 hours, we had over 20 inquiries and the days that came after that, they just kept flooding in. They were just coming, 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 like just could not believe it. And that wedding was in mid-July this year. So it was pretty much exactly two months ago. And since then, we haven't even done another wedding because of COVID. And we've booked 30 paid weddings from that. So yeah, it's pretty insane. That's insane. I'd love to talk about your mindset a little bit because I know, you know, going into a wedding, if you've never done it before, it can be really scary, especially if you've got no lead time, like, you know, going up to it and things like that. But jumping in and doing something like that for free, like your mindset around that, like how do you feel with, you know, imposter syndrome or, you know, maybe you're not going to do the best job or they'll be disappointed with the video or there's so many, you know, you're getting in the way of the photographer. Like there's so many like little things that could stop you from saying yes and taking the opportunity. So how'd you get into that mindset? Yeah. So we pretty much just decided that, uh, yeah, we could sort of freak out over it and stress ourselves and get really anxious about it. Um, but we decided, you know, uh, sort of nothing ever good comes from that. So we might as well just go hundred percent in, give it our best go. And like you said, it was a free video. So, uh, the wedding couple, you know, they weren't expecting some, uh, some video from someone that has 20 years experience, you know, they were expecting a beginner's sort of film. So yeah, we just went in and we knew that, you know, we'd have to be mindful of the other photographer that was there. Of course, we didn't want to step on her toes or anything while she was working. But we also know that we have pretty good people skills and we're very friendly. Um, and even if we're not getting along with people like they would be our buddies, you know, we make it work and we just do what we have to do to get by. So we knew like worst case scenario, oh, the photographer is like angry at us and the wedding is this and it's raining and we just make it work. Whatever we had to do, we would make it work. Because how I said before, you know, I had tried to reach out to people, but because of COVID, all the weddings were cancelled. So I certainly wasn't going to throw away this one opportunity that we got. Like I was going to make the most of it. And I have heard you say in other podcasts, you know, a part of building these businesses and being really successful is going for those opportunities when they come and not letting them pass by. Like, I suppose it's almost like a little bit of luck, like, but at the same time, you have to be ready to take mm. them because those opportunities, they probably do come around more often than people think, but they just don't go for them. For sure. Yeah, I was actually going to say that, you know, right now when I talk about, I've been, I've been doing a few podcast episodes with a few people lately and everyone wants to know, like, 
you know, there's so many bad things happening in the world. How could you possibly make money? How could you possibly book weddings and do all this kind of stuff? And what's interesting, like talking to you is you're not in that headspace. And, you know, a lot of people are thinking about like what I hopefully it goes back to normal, what I'm used to or what it used to be last year. Or, you know, I, I'm missing out on so much. But the thing is when you, especially if you're just starting out now, you've got such a, such a edge on, on the industry because you are in a space where you're not worried about what's happening right now. And which means you're in a growth space. You're not trying to survive. You're trying to thrive. And with that, you're no longer looking to see, you know, how everybody else is doing terribly in this situation. So you reconfirm to yourself that yes, everything, there's nothing I can do. You're looking for opportunities. And then, you know, that same opportunity could come past for somebody else and they would just see it. They wouldn't even recognize that opportunity. Exactly. You definitely have to be ready to take it, whatever it looks like. It could look different to everyone. Um, And ours, I mean, I wanted to be a photographer, which I am, but it was a film opportunity. So it wasn't necessarily like the perfect thing, but we just went with it and it worked, you know, Um, taken a lot of sort of big steps with the business and um, where I haven't really known what the outcome is going to be. And so far they have all paid off a hundred percent. So definitely haven't regret sort of just going in full force and seeing what happens, I suppose. Like you said, like it's a fantastic time to start a business because for us, you know, we weren't doing photography or videography before. So worst case scenario, we go back to how we were. Like it doesn't exactly. seem like too much to lose. So, but everything to gain as we found out. Yeah. If you have that underdog mentality, which I always always run with you know you've you've always got so much to gain and nothing to lose and it means everything's always in your favor nothing can come along and stop your ambitions and your dreams because even if it was covid and stopped all your bookings it doesn't matter you're already the underdog and you're you can still build up and you can still find more opportunities i think that stuff is really incredible so i want to ask you well when i first started I, i shot a lot of weddings for free and i set the expectations. So I let people know that I'm shooting for free. I've haven't shot any weddings before, or I've shot one or two weddings. Here's my work. And I'd send them photos of like, not weddings, but whatever else I've done landscapes. And I set those expectations, but there was a lot of things I didn't know as well, which now I do shoot weddings sometimes when they do have a free videographer um, and they're trying to like create their portfolio or something like that. And it's actually funny enough, I, I know why they're doing it and I appreciate it and everything, but it's also kind of a pet hate of mine because when I'm shooting a wedding, like I'm getting paid big money to be there. So I've got to be super professional and nothing can get mm-hmm. in my way and, and there can't be any problems. And sometimes, you know, I've had uh, videographers that can't speak English or um, they just don't know, you know, how a wedding works and things like that. And it can make it so much harder. Like for instance, like I shot a wedding not, not too long ago. Yeah. And just before they walked out of the church, the videographer set up a tripod right behind me. And I didn't even realize like just as they kissed with this giant lens. And as I stood back into yeah. the tripod, like I was so perplexed by why was that there and why am I stuck? And then, you know, all the bridal party and everyone was stuck yeah. <laughs> in this funnel neck because I had to try and pick up this camera and throw it to the side mm-hmm. so we can continue. But yeah, so what I, what I want to ask is like, you know, mo- moving forward and doing more things like this, do you think you will like research on like, you know, things that you can do? Because I, 
I think right now, like you can't shoot weddings because it's COVID-19, but it doesn't mean you can't elevate your knowledge of weddings and the industry and how it all works. And, you know, there's so many things you can do with jumping into groups and and talking with people and networking and organizing shoots and, you know, so many cool things you can collab with with the community. Absolutely. There's heaps to do. We're so lucky. We have a wedding in two days that we're very excited about. And that's another film one. Um, But out of all the 30, you know, they've pretty much all we're doing photography as well. But just this afternoon, we've decided to collab with a florist that is just starting out in the game and a hair and makeup artist. And we're doing a little uh, bridal style shoot. So that's, you know, free. It doesn't cost us any money. It just costs us some time. Um, That's something that gets the content out there so that people can see and see what you're capable of and see that, you know, you haven't just shut down business during these hard times. You're still going for it. You're still passionate. Um, so yeah, it's certainly about uh, not giving up and finding those opportunities, going for them, making things work for yourself because yeah, it, it's obviously like a big career. Like this, someone's not just going to walk over to you and hand it to you on a platter. You've definitely got to put the work no, in. You got to hustle. Yeah. Um, and saying, <laughs> uh, going back to what you were saying before about uh, the videographer, you know, working with some people that aren't so um, experienced. I completely understand what you're saying. So I think, you know, if anyone will listen to this and um, wants to sort of dip their toes in the water and have a go for free as well, you know, you have to be mindful. You're working with professionals. Um, You have to go in there professionally. You dress for the job. You do everything. Pretty, Pretty much how we approached it was that if they were to pay us, full price eventually they would be just as happy than if they were to do it for free so we approached it as if it was a paid job and it worked really well and you know we were in contact with the photographer we were going to work with before the date and so we uh opened those lines of communication so that we knew we weren't going to get in each other's way and on the day you know, we were talking the whole time and we had plans like, okay, and now they're going to come this way. So I'll get out of your way. And, and also we didn't get probably as much sort of one-on-one sort of time with the couple that would have been perfect. Uh, because of course it's the photographer coming first because they're the paid professional there. Um, so it's also understanding that, um, you do come second. And so don't, uh, sort of let that hold you back, absolutely do all that you can do, but still know your place as well because you don't want to tread on any toes. So, yeah, I, I definitely think, and, you know, that comes back into being professional. Even if you were both being paid, you would never step on the toes of another photographer or filmmaker there. So definitely for anyone wanting to do that and be uh, do it for free as well, do approach it like it's a paid job because, um Hopefully one day it will be. Can I ask you from after after that first wedding, um, how much in bookings have you booked so far? Very personal question. Uh, like how many bookings? Oh, or I want to know much how much money. money. Uh, okay, so in the two months, hard to say because you know people are paying their deposits now. But in bookings, um, as of today, we've made over sixty thousand dollars. So sixty thousand dollars in four months. Two months, really. You know. In, yeah. in two months. You, you know, what I want to say to the listeners, right? The advice that professional photographers give you um, and established photographers give you that says don't undercut the market and don't shoot for free is the wrong advice because here is a perfect example. 
of someone that can shoot for free. And from that free thing that they did, it wasn't really free. It's putting in time to do the marketing. And from that, how, I mean, you booked, you got paid what, fifty, sixty thousand dollars from that one event. Like so that knock on effect of doing that one thing. So when someone does tell you, like, don't shoot for free, don't undercut the market, they're talking from the perspective of themselves. They want to look after their own industry and their own thing. But the thing is, if you're confident in your own business and what you do, like I am, you know, I know that my clients are not going to try and book a free photographer. And so a free photographer is not going to undercut me because, you know, we're at totally different leagues and it just doesn't make sense. You can't compare, you know, apples to oranges like that. Mm-hmm. But I just say like, I know yeah, that's certainly not yeah, going to worry I know about. it's like really controversial to say, but I just say like, do whatever it takes to make your own break. Like that's what it comes down to. And it doesn't matter how many people hate you or how, how much you're disrupting the place. Like you have to do yep. what it, what it takes to make your own break. So then that way, you know, you can, you can build a ship that you're proud of because I tell you what, it's expensive to try and book $60,000 worth of leads. If you're doing marketing, if you're doing advertising, if you're trying to do how people try and teach you, you know, like in university or places like that, like, it will cost so much money to get that many leads. And we know this, right? Yeah, for sure. I definitely think um, you're right. Like you pretty much have to do whatever you have to do to make it work. Um, We've had a few issues with people that we've known that have not appreciated the success that we've had. And like out of jealousy, they've been trying to, you know, start their own things and seeing us make um, such an impact in such a small amount of time, like, literally lost some friends over it, which is pretty dramatic if you ask me. But um, yeah, you have to be prepared for that. You have to, I guess, uh, decide what is more important to you. And for us, it's certainly living out literal dream, like what, being a paid wedding photographer. That's insane. Like dream come true. I think if you're surrounded by people or friends that don't lift you up, like they made the decision easy for you because, you know, you never want to give up your friends and family, of course. Um, especially, you know, your family, but sometimes like with your ship, you got to really, you got to make sure you curate who you're getting advice from for your ship. Right. So I always say like a, your business is a ship and you are the captain of the ship, but there's also other people steering it. And that's the advice that you take from different people. And if you take it from the wrong people that don't have your best interests at heart, or they don't believe in you, um, they don't want you to succeed. They don't want you to be, you know, doing more than what they're doing then they're going to steer you in the wrong direction and it's going to kill, it's going to sink the ship. Absolutely. So, so important. Yeah, I found uh, I found a lot of value in your podcasts for that exact reason. Like, like you were saying before, undercutting the market and people being, you know, a bit crappy about that. Um, you could easily not be doing, giving all these free resources and this free education to everyone, but you you are approaching it like you just want to share the knowledge and help people. So having your podcast and learning from that has been such a valuable resource um, because it's like being sort of taken under the wing of, you know, a real industry leader and they want to encourage you. They don't want to knock you down so that they can take all the bookings for themselves. And you're so right. Like as if someone who was going to book you for $10,000 is going to, oh no, Steph's doing it for this much money. I'm going to go with her. Like it's just not going to happen. Let's be real. 
Um, so I'd love to know a little bit more about how my resources have helped you because, you know, I spend a lot of time putting out resources and one of the big reasons why is because when I first started out, I didn't have a supportive community. Um, you know, a lot of people seen me as competition. People gave me the wrong advice and you had to pay for a lot of stuff. And I wanted to be able to put out, of of course, my more, more high ends like um, courses and things like that when people want to take their business to another level and I can dedicate time to them. But I also wanted to put out, you know, a lot more general knowledge so it can actually make an impact for those that don't have enough money to invest in their business right now or, you know, they don't have the support network that they need or they don't have the peers to reach out to. Absolutely. Yes, it made a massive impact. Um, I was actually referred onto your podcasts by another photographer friend. Um, in that page where I found the opportunity for the film, they're always going on, oh, Jai Long's podcast, you know. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know, jump on it and listen to it in the car. Um, and it pretty much just like, it completely changed my mindset. Like I know I've said from the get-go, you know, we just threw ourselves in there and and yeah, we did. But the whole time I did have like, uh, you know, that imposter syndrome, like, oh my gosh, like, wh- why is this happening? I'm not, I'm not good enough. Or what if I do this and it is an epic fail and people hate my work. And so um, after listening to your podcast and hearing what you have to say about changing that mindset, it's helped me so much. And I sort of never realized, I was like, I was thinking, you know, there's no way that I can make this business as big as I want it to be. And my husband was always saying, come on, Steph, like you can do it. Look, like we can turn this into something incredible. And I would literally say to him, no, I don't want to talk about it. Can we talk about another time? Like, I just want to be realistic. Like you're, I feel like you're putting this pressure on me to perform and I just want to do it on my own terms. I don't want to talk about it. And so after we listened to your podcast and, you know, you were sort of saying exactly the same things that he had been saying to me. Um, I realized actually like they've got a point, like, it's so true. In my head, I was doubting that I could get all of this work, even though I had done one wedding and booked 30 weddings. Like in my head, I was like, well, why would anyone pay more money like to raise my prices? Uh, why would anyone want to do that? And I thought, why wouldn't they do that? Like how ridiculous. Of course they would. I have almost no portfolio and they are. So it's only, it can only get better. And, you know, you were uh, a couple episodes ago, you were talking about setting uh, goals. Like if you want to earn, you know, 200 grand in this year or 400 grand or half a million or even a million. And, you know, I was listening at, at the beginning of the podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh, the dream, you know, you're not thinking very realistically. And then by the end of it, you know, you had just spoken so much about, how you sort of need to change your way of thinking to sort of uh, set those goals. And we were like, actually, you know, he's definitely onto something. So we went home, took that advice, did the maths and realized, actually, that is very, very achievable for us. And it was there all along. We just didn't realize we needed that support, that mentor to encourage us to take those steps and think big, not just think like, oh, okay, we'll just see how it goes. It's now it's, I know it's going to be awesome because I'm going to put in the work to achieve it. No matter what I have to do, it's going to happen. That's so cool. It's, it's, um, I think with myself, like one, one cool thing is like when I talk about that stuff on my podcast, like you can make 
that much money. You can do all these things. The thing is like I started the same as you and I did those things. So when I talk about this stuff, I'm not talking about in theory or this motivational speaker tells you this or you can read this book and and then they'll tell you this. Like I'm not regurgitating anybody else's experiences except my own and, you know, and going through the process of changing my own mindset and setting unrealistic goals. And I've, I have like smashed so many limiting beliefs, even for myself, that it blows my mind, even on, even on a weekly basis, even I think last week, like we, my podcast hit like number four in the charts for podcasting, um, for entrepreneurs. And I was like, I never even thought that was even on my radar of things that I need to do, but it just keeps coming and coming, you know, the more that I put out that energy and put, put in the work and, um, and show people, you know, that it's all possible. It keeps coming back to me as well. It's totally all possible. I mean, like I said, I hadn't even known you existed until two weeks ago and now I'm on your podcast. Like, you know, you just don't know what's around the corner, but you're certainly never going to get there if you don't try. Yeah. And if you don't ask, that's another thing, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Reaching out and not being afraid because you know, worst case scenario, they don't get back to you. Totally. Well, just go somewhere else. Just try somewhere, someone else. Just keep trying, you know, putting your name out there, uh, commenting on people's stuff, saying, I love your work. And not for any personal gain, but just to sort of build that community. Because I, I really do think like the more you sort of interact with other people in your um, industry, the stronger I I guess you learn so much from them, just seeing them and reaching out. Like you just don't know what can happen from it. You just don't have anything to lose. And it, like you obviously know, it never hurts to support other people. Absolutely. Yeah. There's also like a few other little factors. Like one thing I've noticed between um, people that see a lot of success and people that see, you know, not too much. And this happens all the time. Like a new podcast will start and it'll, and it'll be out for two months and then it disappears because there's no listeners or someone will submit a wedding into a wedding blog and then it got rejected and then they just don't submit again. And they talk about how, yep. you know, it's just never going to happen for them. But what they don't realize is like with my podcast, I'm coming up to a year now, but there's been months when there's just no one listening. And when I, you know, yeah. first submitted in a wedding, I submitted it to a hundred wedding blogs and I had a hundred no's before I got the yes. Yeah. And, you know, people don't see that no matter what happens, I get back up and I just keep doing it and I keep doing it and I keep yep. doing it. And even sometimes like I find it hard to get the willpower to create content that no one's seeing. I still do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, uh, people that are viewing your work and potential clients, they see that you're not giving up. They can see that you didn't just take like a three month break and just not post anything. You know, they see that this is not something you're willing to give up on. And uh, especially for weddings, that's certainly um, something that you want to uh, sort of put across to your clients. You want them to know that, you know, when times are tough, you're not just going to give up and leave because mm. they, they want to trust you that you're a professional. You love your job. You're very passionate about making, you know, the best possible work for them. Um, so yeah, you definitely need to just keep going because I think any person with success in business, success in life knows that that doesn't come without failures. And, you know, there were plenty of, sessions that I did at the very beginning that, you know, I would get home, upload my photos onto the computer, have a look through. And I was like, oh my God, like what happened? What happened to these photos? They just, oh, I hate them. And, and 
being new to it, I could have just put my camera down because it was a hobby at that stage. I could have just said, you know, well, I gave it a go, go back to the sewing machine, you know, but it didn't let that stop me. And instead, I think something really important was instead of looking at them and saying, oh my God, I'm so bad. I would look at them and say, you know what, this, um, the composition in this photo is actually really good. I just didn't nail my shutter speed and that's why it's a little bit blurry. So then I would go and give myself a little lesson on my shutter speed or how to find the, you know, ideal ISO range for that and turned it into a learning experience rather than just a failure and give up now. Yeah, as exactly. I mean, I've been shooting for like seven, eight years full time and I still do that on every wedding, like come back. Yeah. And I download all my images and go, oh man, when, why am I such a bad photographer? And then, you know, I start shifting through them all and then I start seeing the vision that I had, I edit those photos. And by the end of it, when I'm making my slideshow, I'm like, dang, like they are good, you know? And then the ones <laughs> that pretty good. Yeah, and the ones that weren't good, I'm like, okay, so next time, like that didn't work. And I need to, yep. you know, do that a little bit differently or change the light a little bit or choose a different lens yeah. for that because that wasn't the ideal lens or whatever it is. So every wedding that I shoot to this day, I'm learning and I get better yes. every single time. Yeah. I think it's really important to have that um, self-reflection after your work. And, you know, you are your biggest critic. You always will be. You always nitpick your work. Um, but I certainly think, you know, that is important but doing it in a positive way, doing it in a way that is actually going to excel your work and make you better and push you to try harder and, and try new things as well. You know, I'd, I'd look at some of my work and be like, uh, you know, in the early days, I say early days, it's all early days. Like last week. And <laughs> Yeah, like last week. <laughs> I look back and think, oh, you know, I, I really should have been a bit more creative with the the prompts and the posing that I got these guys to do, like it all looks a little bit similar. So instead of saying, oh, I just don't have the creativity, like, oh, failure, you know, next time I say, okay, like every new shoot, I'm going to try and get them to do a new pose or a, a new position. So yeah, definitely not letting those little sort of setbacks stop you. It's always a learning experience. You can always get better. And even you, like you've been in the game so long, massive success. You still have things, obviously, that you look at and say, oh, it wasn't great, but you're still going. You're still like smashing your goals. There's just no reason to just give up. There just isn't. So I know a lot of my listeners would have got really inspired by your story of how you came to this point. And for me, I don't get that inspired because I'm like, yeah, I've been there. I've done that. That's that's cool and everything. <laughs> but what I do get inspired by is hearing people's dreams. Like I want to hear your goals, right? Because it's all well and good to hear how you got here. And I've, and I've lived that hustle before. So, you know, I know that's the work you need to do. But from here to reach your goal, say for like in 12 months from now or 24 months from now, I actually want to hear like what your ambitions are. Like what do you see your vision for your life? How do you imagine yourself when you sit down after on a Sunday afternoon, you just did a big week's worth of work. How does it feel for you? Like how does it make your husband feel? How does your bank account look? How, like where do you live? You know, I want to know those yep. things. Yeah. So we've definitely been speaking about this and we've made a goal for ourselves uh, I think we've capped it at three years um, and we're very determined to achieve it. Right now, my husband works full time in a corporate job and I'm at home doing the editing and the admin and everything. And then on the weekends, he'll come and 
do the film for me and I'll do the photography of the weddings. Um, and we've decided that in three years he will have quit his job and we will be working husband and wife partnership in the business, photography and film for weddings. And that is our job. And once we reach $150,000 in one year, he's going to quit. Wow. And we have, we're sticking to it. We're so excited. And you know, like in two months, $60,000. So it's going to happen. It's, I don't know when it's going to happen. It could happen next year. It could happen the year after, but it is 100% going to happen because we are not giving up on it. You know, we want to be at home. We have a child. We want more children. We want to spend time with our family. We want lazy mornings in bed. You know, we want this beautiful lifestyle, which is just surrounded by this creativity and this drive, this ambition for no one but ourselves. Like when I was a child, uh, you know, I've always been very creative, but never, ever once did I ever think that I would work for myself. I always saw myself, you know, going into an office or, you know, going teaching, going into a school and working for the principal and the government. You know, I just never considered working for myself. And so now that this is an absolute reality, I'm not letting that go. No way. We are not letting that go. So what steps are you taking to get yourself there? What will you do to make that happen? Uh, well, we're just going full force into everything. We're pretty much taking on as much work as possible. Um, I've got to hand it to my husband, like good on him because he's got his full-time job during the week and then he still comes out and does it on the weekend. Um, we are doing crazy things, trying to make it work with sessions and things, having a baby, like when we don't have her in childcare, sometimes I have to, you know, organize last minute things to get her minded. Or I've even done shoots where I've strapped her on my back in a backpack and take my camera out, pay, you know, paid clients, just making it work because it's not perfect. You know, we don't have a maid and a nanny at home to help us, but we're making it happen. And you know, anything that we have to do to make that happen, we will do. And I remember I listened to one of your podcasts recently and you were saying, you know, worst case, you know, if I have to get a job a couple of days a week as a barista, I will to make it work. Exactly the same. Anything that we have to do, it'll, it'll happen. So when you say like, what are your steps? I say, whatever, what, whatever it. it is, those are my steps. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you thought, and I know this is a biased thing because it's myself. Um, have you thought about just signing up to the business map, to the six figure business map? Um, yes. Because I want to say to you, you know, when I first started, there just wasn't something like this and people wouldn't give away mm. these secrets. But when you tell me what your goal is and your time frame, like I can honestly say, and I'll say this to you, if you join the business map and you don't hit the goal within the within say 24 months i'll give you the money back because i already know i've already looked at your website i've looked at all your stuff i can see so many places that you can absolutely make that happen and with your drive like there is you could skip so so many of those mistakes that i made that you don't have to do that and i'm not trying to yeah. sell it to you i'm literally telling you from like <laughs> From my oh, no. perspective, like, it, I think you'd be mad not to do it. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't have to convince me. We're already signed up to your free one. I'm just waiting for the enrollment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, we're, yeah, uh, yeah. No, like, totally. honestly, like, I love, um, I love working with everybody, but, like, the more ambitious people are, like, inside the community especially, like, it's absolutely thriving right now. And I think 
yeah. you would be in there and you'd just be mind blown by like the next level of what people are doing and how much they're making and the bookings they're doing during COVID and um, yeah. seeing stuff like that, like that changes the game. Absolutely. No, we're, we're so keen and, uh, you know, uh, investing in the business is not something that we are scared of. We've made a lot of money in a short period of time and almost every single cent, maybe exactly every single cent has gone back, into, back the into the business. Yeah. We're not pocketing it. We're buying more equipment. We're investing. We're like working on a new website at the moment. Totally. You know, we're always pushing ourselves to improve. And I, I definitely think that's, been a big part of why we've had so much success because it hasn't been oh we've got this success let's just keep going as we are because it's working it's more we've got this success so imagine how much success we could have if we keep trying new things and we keep investing in more education and so yeah uh, I'll be there with bells on don't you worry <laughs> you know what is crazy is um I thought when I first started that making $100,000 in my business would be crazy. And I did that in the first, even though I shot lots of weddings, I did that within probably the first 12 months, right? Um, and now, like, I think the next year I was like, oh, like that, you know, maybe that's my ceiling. And then I remember I made 200000 then I made three hundred, then I made four hundred, And I was like, oh, that's my ceiling. And what I'm realizing, like seven years in, you know, it just depends on how ambitious you are because there's literally no ceiling. And I've only just come to yeah. the realization of like, man, the more that I, you know, hustle or put in, you know, the smart work instead of the hard work, like the more mm -hmm. that all these opportunities keep opening up for me, even though you'd think that I've been sitting at the table for too long and, and other people should be there. And I'm like, it's mind blowing. Like if you yeah. want it, it's there. <laughs> oh yeah. You just have to chase it. Mm. Sure. You just have to put your all into it. And yeah, you, you need that ambition. And I think for people that don't have that ambition sort of naturally, obviously some people have a more ambitious personality. Um, there's no reason why you can't develop that ambition as well. It is all about your mindset. And, you know, if you're the person that needs to write things out to see all the numbers, to see if it actually can work, then just do it. Like do whatever you have to do to convince yourself that you can do it because you are your biggest roadblock. You are the thing standing in your way. I'm going to finish it with that message because that was really powerful. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, you know, what, I, what, what I'd like to do as well, especially if you're joining the business map, I'd love to interview you in like 12 months time, bring the listeners on that journey as well, because that would be really cool just to see how this evolves and, you know, the mistakes that you make and all that kind of stuff. So I'd love to be a part of it. How can people find you right now if they want to check out your work and be part of your journey? Sure. So as I said, we're working on our website right now, but if you want to check it out, it's just um, stephphasyphotography.com. That's Steph, S-T-E-P-H, Phasey, P-H-A-S-E-Y. Um, and you can also find us on Instagram at Steph Phasey Photography and Facebook at the same one. So we'll be there. And if you want to reach out, slip into the DMs because I'll be replying. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for talking to my listeners, bringing your perspective um, and for reaching out as well. Thank you for having the courage to reach out and put yourself out there and say hi. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. This has been an epic experience. Stoked to be here. There we have it. Another great interview on the podcast. I hope you guys have been loving the podcast lately. 
Our listener rate has been going through to the roof. It's all thanks to you guys for sharing it with your friends and family and on Instagram and, you know, on Facebook groups and things like that. I really appreciate you guys sharing it. It means the world to me. And I just want to say, guys, sending out my love to everybody and I'll see you next week. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops or just want to say hi, we're here for you at jailong.co.